Next on BYU Sports Nation, pole position. BYU basketball climbing in the bracket without playing a game. How much better can it get for the Cougars? Last night, BYU Volleyball dominated number one Hawaii on the road. Was that the greatest performance in program history? Plus, which potential West Coast Conference tournament foe has your attention more? The Zags or the Gales? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live in Las Vegas from the Orleans Arena. Day two of the West Coast Conference Tournament. And we are kicking it off with, of course, BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, March 6th, wherever and however you're connected. Wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton. Teamed up with the man who I'm pretty sure didn't get a wink of sleep last night due to an all-time natural high. He's Jerem Jordan. You worked more than I did. You did two men's games uh, last night. Men's, you're going to call games today. Listen, you worked harder. I am so excited right now. BYU Volleyball dominated Hawaii, and it was so awesome. Oh, my gosh. We're going to break it down more. I Listen, I've been involved with BYU men's volleyball for 14 years, two as a sideline reporter, 12 as a play-by-play. That is the best I've ever seen BYU play in a match. Wow. Spoiler alert. We're going to discuss that topic, but so good. I know there's a lot of basketball being played, but I'm thinking about a lot of volleyball right now. I mean, that was amazing. If you missed it, we'll tell you about it coming up, but very exciting. How are you doing after day one? Yesterday we discussed, okay, enthusiasm's high. It's day one. It's, we, we, this is a marathon, not a sprint. You know, how you doing? I'm feeling good. The lights are on, so it so you, brings up the energy. Yeah. Now, the real what challenge. What about at 10 a.m. Pacific? Yeah, the real challenge will be the two <laughs> hours between this show and the first game I call today. Normally, it's <laughs> we get through Friday fine, and then Saturday we're like, oh, my gosh. We just did two shows and, like, eight games, and we're so tired. And then we do a BYU Sports Nation. We're going to do a special tomorrow. And then we'll have two women's games. And it, BYU comes into the fray, right? And then Sunday we get off. <sighs> and then Monday, semifinals, let's go. Semifinals so, Monday. No, no, we're here to work. Listen, let's go. Let's go. All right. Speaking of working, on today's show lineup, as Jerem mentioned, BYU Volleyball may have just put together <laughs> the greatest regular season performance in program history. Wild, wild performance at Hawaii. Former BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose on which team is a better matchup potentially for BYU, St. Mary's or Gonzaga. And BYU men's basketball, well, things get better. They, they move up a seating line and they didn't play a game. How does that work? Plus, West Coast Conference Commissioner Gloria Navarez on what three teams projected in the field really means for the conference. It means money. That's what it means. Exactly. How much? <laughs> Units! How much? Units! Bring on the Friday BYUSN headlines. ESPN resident bracketologist Joe Lunardi has BYU as a five seed in his new bracket. The Cougars facing 12-seed East Tennessee State in Tampa. Now, that's an interesting draw. A lot of people don't like the 5-12 game, and it's a Tennessee team in Tampa. That's uh, beware territory. Part of the Midwest division. Lenardi's not alone. We'll get into the other bracketologists that are, have the Cougars moving up as well. You know what the mascot is? East Tennessee State, because I did not until I just looked it the up. The Buccaneers. Yeah. Wow. 
Man, Buc- the should, Buccaneers. We should uh, upgrade you from internship to a job. That'd be good. <laughs> the only child is a finalist for the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Carl Malone, Power Forward of the Year award. Pretty cool with fellow WCC member Killian Tilly of Gonzaga and three others. I'm telling you, he's one of the best players in the country. This has been a special season like he was hoping it would be. Mark Pope, speaking of special seasons and special people, has been named as one of 10 coaches in the running for the 2020 Werner Ladder Naismith National Men's Coach of the Year. Pope led the Cougars to a first top 25 appearance essentially in a decade. The competition will be narrowed to four finalists on March 18th. The fan vote will count as 5% of the final vote. At this point, I say, BYU fans, you know what to do. It's time to jimmer that pole. Jimmer that pole. Who started that? Jimmer? This is not the first time a BYU coach has graced this specific list. Dave Rose was a finalist for the award back in 2010-2011. Now join us in the next segment. And number two men's volleyball dominated number one Hawaii, winning uh, 25-15, 25-17, and 25-20. It wasn't close. Wow. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez had eight aces. Are you kidding me? Much more coming up on this outstanding performance from the Cougars. Let's quantify those eight aces in three sets. To me, that feels like an individual making 10 or 11 three-pointers in one game. Yeah. It's like a 40- or 50-point performance in basketball. You know what I mean? Wild. You can take over a, a game, and he absolutely controlled that match by himself. But it was an amazing team effort. There was no weakness from BYU in that match. It was unbelievable. More on that in just a moment. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU basketball is now a almost consensus five-seed, it feels like, from the national bracketologist led by Joe Lenardi of ESPN. In bracket matrix, their average seed is right around a 5.3. They are the second-to-last five-seed on bracket matrix's overall seeding line. Matrix sees. Point is, it's a good position for the Cougars to be in. And they haven't even played a game. In fact, they won't play a game for nine days. This is compound interest, if you will, in bracketing. It's all dependent on how different teams perform and who loses and who wins. So it's not just about the AP ranking. It's now about seeding lines oh, as well. For AP BYU, ranking is nothing. Which to, is why we get yeah, you the rootables. Nice. Jerem, how much higher can BYU climb in the brackets? The great poet Scott Stapp of Creed once asked... Can you take me higher? The answer is yes. BYU can get as high as a potential three seed, depending on how other teams fare. Your eyes are really wide right now. Are you okay? Uh, I just, I'm thinking are about you? three seed, and that, that's Jimmer Fredette 2010-2011 territory. Yes, that's wild. Here's the scenario. Obviously beat St. Mary's. It's got to be St. Mary's. It can't be anybody else. It's got to be St. Mary's because that would be a quad one top 50 neutral win, right? So even if BYU beats Gonzaga... You, you still think then, the game before that would would matter? I think it matters, yeah. And then uh, if you play Gonzaga, it's going to be Gonzaga. This is their tournament, right? Um, then you win that. Two more quad ones. You need a couple other losses. I don't think BYU will end up with a three seed. I think that that's possible. I think that's the highest BYU could go. I'm guessing the highest BYU could realistically go is a four. And I'd be happy if BYU landed as a four or five. I'm Those two are interchangeable to me. I am not... Uh, I don't have an opinion on whether BYU should be a four or a five. It, it doesn't matter. Oh, five twelve. I'm still scared. Like whatever. Four thirteen, five twelve. Very similar. It's just what color jersey you're wearing, as Joe Lenardi mentioned yesterday on the program. So I, yeah, I think as high as a three, four or five. 
Worst case scenario, BYU bows out in the semis, ends up a six seed. It's not so much to me about the seeding as it is the matchup. So whether or not BYU has you want East Tennessee State a six seed, break it down a five seed, a four seed. Well, East Tennessee State happens to be first in the Southern Conference. They're twenty seven and four, and a lot of people have them as like the the team that could potentially make a run to the Elite Eight, like the sleeper. So specifically to East Tennessee State, I don't feel so good about that what matchup about in West Tampa. Tennessee State. How about those guys? Just give me anybody. That is a good matchup for BYU. So, uh, and by matchup, I'm talking specifically a team that's not athletic like Texas A&M was those couple of years that BYU played them. Like long, yeah. athletic, Eight, rangy nine. teams. Well, then don't play a power team. They tend to generally give BYU that some problems. Yeah, sure. So BYU is a four seed. I think they have a better shot of playing somebody that is not like that who would be a 13 seed. So, yeah, like, hey, g- give me more. I want to be more rich. Give me more money. I Make me a four seed. If BYU gets to a three seed line, man, the Sweet 16 really, really starts to feel like uh, almost. You could just win the games you're supposed to win, right? A lock category. Oh, that's I don't I we didn't bring the blue goggles. I wish I could a three uh, seed, a three seed. Okay. Topic two. Which potential matchup has your attention more, St. Mary's or Gonzaga? I'm going to go coach speak here. Oh, come on. Next game, next potential opponent, Jerem. In, in all reality, St. Mary's, they're a desperate animal. They want a better seating as well. You Why think, are you calling them animals? You think they want to be in an 8-9 matchup? Heck no. St. Mary's doesn't want any part of that game, just like BYU fans didn't want any part of that 8-9 game. It's a toss-up. Oh, we, oh, we aren't going to be in that game. <laughs> St. Mary's doesn't want to be in an 8-9 game, and the only shot they have to get into the 7, maybe as high as a 6 seed if they went on to win the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship is... Defending champs, by the way. To beat BYU. They did St. It Mary's defending year. champs. They did it here last year. They, Yeah, they want a better seed. The only way to do that is to beat BYU. So there is some desperation there. They're not technically a lock, but Joe Lenardi told us they're in. As long as they don't lose on Saturday then they don't really have anything to worry about. Now, if they win on Saturday and lose to BYU, they'll be in that 8-9 game. So they're, they're playing for something. They don't, want, they don't want to be back in that 8-9 game. I agree with you that St. Mary's is desperate. Absolutely. I, I think they f- feel like, okay, we've got if we win the semi, we are definitely in. Um, if they win the quarter, they'll feel pretty good, but they're going to be bubblicious. And for St. Mary's, it's so weird. They started out ranked this year. And then they lost to Winthrop, and they got off everyone's radar. They haven't even been close to being ranked. Despite having, like, a similar resume, BYU's kind of climbed up, 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 past them. But St. Mary's could be a ranked team in the low 20s, right? Right now, high, uh, mid, mid-20s. mid uh, Gonzaga feels like what the fan base is discussing because, hey, we just beat them. That means we're going to beat St. Mary's, so we're going to be in the title game. St. Mary's is the answer to the question for me. They have the most attention because don't forget how hard it was for BYU to beat St. Mary's at home with Yoli Childs. I have a lot of uh, urgency and awareness of how tough that game could be should it be St. Mary's on Monday in the semifinal. Because if you win that game, BYU will not be expected to beat Gonzaga here at the Gonzaga Invitational, the second home, a place where BYU has actually uh, had a harder time with Gonzaga than Spokane, is this place. You pack it with everybody, everyone from Spokane that can't get into the kennel. Um, the people in the kennel come here and the people that can't. They schedule spring break around it. You wander into the Orleans past TGIF. It's all Zags fans. It's all Zags fans, right? And BYU fans expect to put a dent into that at this tournament. But this is Gonzaga's tournament. And so beat St. Mary's, 
Play Gonzaga tough. See if he can't be in a situation at the end. BYU leveraged home court very well to win. At Gonzaga without Yoli Childs was a different game. I'm interested to see that game. Gonzaga is certainly big, but beat St. Mary's, and now you've avoided compl- you've avoided a seven. Now you got a shot at a four, five, six. St. Mary's, according to Bracket Matrix right now, is exactly in the middle of the 8-9 projection. They are the final eight seed. Their average seed is an 8.48. We've given Bracket Matrix way too much credit. Let me explain how this works. Anyone can make a bracket, and Bracket Matrix will be like, yeah, 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 you're in this. But they're, so like, they're close so like, on an annual basis. Well, that's, that's a bigger conversation. Any given big group, like, for example, there have been books written about this. You have a jar of, like, beans, and you go to the county fair, and you guess the amount of beans. Like, a group of people can come up with an answer for that that's going to be close. Like, you take the sum of that, and it's going to be close. But, like, if my mom, Julianne Williams, made a bracket, (laughs) she might be in Bracket Matrix. My mom doesn't know about the nuances of that. Like, she could... Study and have a good guess. So we're giving way too much credence to that, but but it is interesting. How do we I get guess. validated for that? Can we do a BYU sports? We need to do bracket? a bracket. No, that's way too much work. Can we get accredited to be a part of you, bracket? You and I are you're calling games. We're sidelining that. We have too much to do. Come on. All right, Jerem. Now to the topic that I know you really want to discuss. I want to discuss all of it. BYU volleyball takes down number one ranked Hawaii. As the number two team in the country? Well, number one in the media poll. Don't forget that. Uh-huh. I tried to swing the country, and I feel I did successfully like a month and a half ago. Jerem, what is the result of BYU Volleyball last night beating Hawaii the way that they did? What does this mean for the state of volleyball? Oh, who cares about that? Uh, about BYU? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it means BYU's the best team in the country, clearly, right? Clearly. They are... They, they play again tonight at midnight uh, Eastern, 7 Hawaiian. I expect BYU to win again. I don't expect it to be a sweep per se. I think Hawaii takes a set, but I expect BYU to win again, right? It was a dominating performance. BYU is the number one team in the country after sweeping Hawaii. And let's talk about what they did via the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The stat of the day is two. BYU hits 603. The second best in the rally era. It would have been the best, would have tied the best, but Hawaii challenged the last play just for fun, got it, and celebrated like they had won something that mattered. At that point, I knew, oh, wow, they're just scratching for anything good, right? Moral victory. And Gabby Garcia-Fernandez had eight aces, the second time he's done that this year, and the second most in BYU history. He's two aces away as well from tying the season... Single-season record by Taylor Sander of 55 aces. BYU is the number one team in the country, and Gabby Garcia-Fernandez is the best player in the country. Jerem, you need to remind everyone that back in, like, week three of the volleyball season, so essentially mid-January, you went out on an island of sorts. (laughs) My own island. Yeah, nice. And said, BYU is the best team in the country because they've actually gone out and beaten somebody. Their resume is better yeah, than they, Hawaii's. Yeah, they had a higher net. Oh, wait, they don't do that. But Hawaii's stayed at the number one spot, according to all, all year. the coaches. All year until uh, Monday. All year. The media poll had BYU at number one. So you swayed your media friends that way. Uh, you were right. 
And you were right in mid-January about this BYU team. This is very exciting. I I didn't know. I didn't expect what happened last night. I didn't I didn't expect BYU to dominate. I thought it'd be a good competitive match and one team would win in four or five by a close margin. It was not close at all. BYU won by 23, hit 600, 10 aces as a team. BYU literally played the most amazing match I've seen in 14 years covering men's volleyball at BYU. It was unbelievable. Now, here's the thing. The national championship match is May 9th. That's when BYU needs to play their best, right? And this is awesome. This is great. Two more months of this. Stay healthy. Win the natty. And then we'll talk about whether this is one of the best teams in program history. 1999's team is the best ever. 30-1, first national championship. They won the first 18. Tonight, BYU has a chance to equal that start. Awesome. And, of course, it's almost poetic that it would have to come on the road against the number one team to equal well, but that number one team, team until Monday because oh, there will be baby. a number one team in Provo in the coaches' poll. Uh, real question is, have you set up your GoFundMe to get to Fairfax, Virginia for that uh, volleyball match? No, we'll have Champions. the budget. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Hey, BYU Radio, no pressure. Our question of the day. <laughs> Back to BYU basketball because we are in Las Vegas at the Orleans where the Cougars will take the court on Monday. But it's a question of... Who it's against. We think it's going to be St. Mary's. We hope that BYU is playing Gonzaga on Tuesday. So which potential matchup has your attention more, St. Mary's or Gonzaga, and why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At TNail underscore three on Instagram says... St. Mary's, both regular season matchups were decided in the last minute, and the third matchup shouldn't be any different. Plus, a spot to the championship will be on the line. Hashtag BYUSN. It'll be a massive game. Every game BYU plays the rest of the season is massive. Semi-final, potentially the championship game. NCAA tournament. Now's when it's really crazy. Like, really crazy. Can't wait. Coming up, new bracketology and the resume update. And former BYU head basketball coach Dave Rose on the pros and cons of a nine-day layoff for BYU basketball. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow we'll be live with a BYUSN special from Las Vegas, 2 Eastern, 11 Pacific time, as we get you ready for another day at the tourney. BYU women's basketball quarterfinal as well. We'll preview the men's semifinal. We'll talk to Jeff Judkins and men's basketball assistant coach Chris Burgess. Catch you live on BYU TV and BYU Ready. Live from sunny and relatively warm Las Vegas, I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. We welcome in now... The newest color commentator and analyst for BYU TV Sports as of last night, former BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose. Hey, nice! first of all, nice job. What was the best part of making that debut down here in Vegas? The best part has got to be the fact that uh, my debut as a Division One head coach, we lost, and last night we didn't lose. We just <laughs> <laughs> you won. We won. The broadcast team won. Yeah, yeah it was uh, – and it was really fun. The game wasn't as competitive as I, I thought it would like to, you know, get some real analytics as far as analyzing the game. But um, I thought that uh, it was great working with Roxy Bernstein, man, one of the best ever. And so uh, it was fun and uh, look forward to the game tonight. You've been coaching forever. It's such a big part of your life, right? What's it like to be on this end of it now? It, it's so different. I, I, I mean, I've spent I spent a day at uh, the Mount West Conference Tournament, did some radio for three games there. 
and it's I mean it's almost like you write a book on the difference between these tournaments as a participant and in these tournaments as a spectator and it's uh it 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 feels it feels really good uh i'm i'm really relaxed i'm excited but the memories of you know the 14 years as the head coach at BYU in the Thomas and Mac and those Mount West Conference finals and, and now moving over here to the Orleans and um it's it's uh it's it's, it's pretty fun actually and i don't say fun very often in my life so that's good <laughs> good you're having fun this is yeah, fun yeah. Is. yeah BYU basketball has a 9 day layoff they are one of the hottest teams in the country they've won 9 in a row but now they got to sit around for a while so let's discuss the pros and cons of having that lengthy layoff starting with the pros if there are any well it's not only a 9 day layoff but you take the week before where they had a bye you know so they've only played one game in what 16 or 17 days which is really different at this time of year. I mean, and as the, as a player, going through it as a player, you don't want three or four days of practice. You want to play, you know. And uh, as a coach going through it, you want to get that game plan in. You want to know who your opponent is, and you want to get ready and then go play. And so those are emotions that you all have to deal with. The fact that uh, your team gets rest, okay, that's a, that, that's a good thing. And uh, as a coach, you're going to make, make it all seem really good. Because uh, you don't want your, um, you, you know, you don't want your players to the vacillate back and forth, forth with their focus. They just want to be dialed straight in. But I can tell you this right now: that Coach Pope and his team wish they knew who they were playing with this with this uh, um, break, because uh, you can really dial in in preparation. But uh, right now, I guess, what are you talking about? There's three different possibilities right Santa now: Santa Clara, Pepperdine, or St. Mary's. Right, and so. Um, you know they're 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 probably dialed in on the higher seed in St. Mary's, but uh, still there's possibility that you could play, um, you know, three different squads. Any cons, if any, to the well, yeah, waiting and you have to wait, and but you get healthy, and so what? What do you think of this format, by the way? Which is basically what Gonzaga wanted: is we don't want our RPI previously net affected negatively. We want to just show up Monday and play. And this is the way they had it before BYU came into the league. And when they came and BYU came into the league, then they went to a uh, true, you know, semifinals uh, or quarterfinals, semifinals, final. This is interesting. And and right now, I'm sure BYU really love it because the top teams, you'd love the opportunity to just have to come in and play two games. And there's not a Sunday break anymore, which uh, is always an issue when you play on a Saturday. And then you got a Sunday off and how you prepare for that Monday um, at one time it was a final, and then it moved to the semifinal. Um, so, you know, I think all those things uh, are good in this format. But uh, I talked to so many different coaches who, you know, if you're going to have a tournament, you bring a tournament is you bring everybody down here and everybody, you know, plays and it's all equal, but uh, not so much in this. You, you're really getting rewarded for your regular season uh, success. All right, let's look at these games from a matchup standpoint BYU again if the higher seeds prevail and chalk moves on we'll take on St. Mary's on Monday and then potentially a rematch with Gonzaga and that rubber match for a championship on Tuesday just from a matchup perspective personnel to personnel which team is the tougher matchup for BYU the Gales or the Zags well, I think I think when you talk about you know the matchup obviously you you've got to talk about the team that has been the most successful here and the team that's been number 1 in the country for 4 weeks number in the top 5 in the poll almost all year long i mean that's 
that's uh, uh, going to be a, a really tough game when you get to that. But as far as the style of play, the St. Mary's game, it, I mean, it's an issue because uh, Gonzaga plays a lot more like BYU plays. I mean, there's a lot of possessions. It's up and down. You get into those St. Mary's games, especially in a tournament. Randy knows that his team is not the deepest team he's ever had. He's got Jordan Ford that's playing more minutes than I think anybody in the country, and he has to be on the floor for that team to be good. So I think he'll he'll limit possessions even more now in this tournament than he did in the regular season. And uh, that just means you have to be so much better in your execution on every possession because you're not going to have as many. So, um, you know, it's funny because you sit around from the outside, and right now BYU is not even thinking about Gonzaga. And this is what we're talking about. You know, what what matchup would you rather have? So uh, th- that's that's always, uh, you know, if you want the inside take of what they're doing, they are dialed in on Pepperdine, Santa Clara, and St. Mary's. They haven't even thought of Gonzaga yet. And luckily, uh, Santa Clara and Pepperdine are the last two opponents they've played, so the game plan's pretty fresh there, right? St. Mary's uh, was a few games ago. But we, we were saying, man, that, those were so tough. The the one on over uh, in overtime in Moraga without Yoli Childs, asterisk, right? And then you do the one at home. T.J. Haas has to hit a, a big shot there. That was a tougher game than maybe even Gonzaga at home. Yeah, but I think this team, that St. Mary's game at home and that big shot and the big win, this team's been a different animal since that game. And I think, you know, I mean, I was watching some earlier games of the season uh, and – you know, there was so much anticipation and speculation and was it would this team make the NCAA tournament and what what was gonna happen and you know, in the last three or four weeks, I mean this this team is not only an NCAA tournament team, but it's you know, it, there's a chance that you could get a top four seed, you know, in the in the tournament. And so um the, I think the confidence that they play with is way different since they won that St. Mary's game uh at home and the the fact that uh that Yoli played in one and didn't play in the other might be an advantage to BYU because I think St. Mary's, uh, you know, they 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 they're going to have to come up with a game plan uh, to handle one of those two guys, either Yo or, or TJ, and obviously Jake is a huge factor in this. He's the third guy that you can depend on every night to get you, you know, get to score for you, and his matchups are are terrible. But uh, um, you know. TJ's ability to run that show and he's had a huge offensive game at St. Mary's and then Yoli's big game uh, at home. Um, St. Mary's got their hands full. If this was a St. Mary's <laughs> sponsored show, we'd be well, really worried about it. We'd be, it. We'd be sweating, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Coach Dave Rose with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars are a projected five seed by Joe Lunardi, by Jerry Palm, CBS. The Athletic. And the Athletic. As a coach, uh, in late February and early March, how much are you paying attention to where the seed, the fluidity of the seeding, and where you could potentially be? Well, you know, we went what seven years in a row, I think eight out of nine years, and so it was, um, it was something that was in our kind of our DNA. I mean, we just knew that was going to happen, and it got to the point for me and our staff that we weren't as concerned about the seed as we were about the location and the matchup, and I think that's. You know, when you talk about this, I think the Cougs would love to get to Spokane and get a matchup, you know, with the team that uh, plays kind of their style and let's, will allow them to do what, what they do. Because when they can do what they do, I think they can beat anybody. 
It's going to be, you know, a defensive game plan that's going to come in and take them out of what they really like to do and make other things happen. And in this league, it's been proven that it, it's hard to take TJ out of anything. TJ can do whatever he wants to do. The defense right now is just wrong because because TJ makes the right decision. He makes the right play. Um, and then Yoli's ability to score in the block and then the, the three-point shooting with Zach and um, and, and uh, Jake and I mean, Alex. I mean, my gosh, it's it's a it's, it's a formidable team, and there's a lot of coaches out there right now that are just thinking, let's not get BYU as the first round game, <laughs> right? And yeah. we're no matter who you are, right? It'd be interesting to see if BYU matched up with another one of these teams down the road. Should they be able to win in the NCAA tournament? Because you look at those ones, and it's like he's played three of those this year. You set Mark up with an amazing schedule, by the way. That was your gift to Mark. Yeah, well, I, 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 when when he got the job, he wasn't that grateful for the <laughs> <laughs> Now he is. But uh, they've, they've just been so consistent. They've been so good. They've gone through so many things. I mean, you guys have documented, you know, the whole deal for the season. And this will be, well, it is. It's been one of the most, you know, special BYU basketball seasons ever. And now you got to kind of put a stamp on it and make a run in this, this tournament. And this, this is going to be really tough. I mean, you know, I I've been a B, I coached at BYU for 22 years. We won one conference tournament, and that was when the host team UNLV was wasn't in the tournament. We beat New Mexico in the finals, and uh, Trent Whiting hit a huge shot in the corner. I mean, every time I see him, I give him a big hug. You know, because we uh, we got that uh, that win. But uh, th- this is hard to do. It, it's really hard to do. And the, the Zags kind of have the. Um, you know, the mantra of, hey, it's our tournament, and we come down here, and this is what we do, and the, the whole Zag Nation shows up. It, it'll be a heck of a crowd if it is on Zag and BYU. But St. Mary's is the defending champion. Yeah. So we, we got a real puzzle here that uh, is going to be fun to watch. And like I said, fun is a, is, is, is a <laughs> what it is for me because I'm telling you what, it, it's it's not fun. It is, it, it's a grind. It's fun when the game's over, and then you go, my gosh, that's a huge win. But you dial right in on the next one, you know. And if you do get beat, it's so disappointing. you, you got to spend so much time on putting your arms around the guys and get ready for the next game, whatever that game is. And this year, BYU fans know that there's going to be an NCAA tournament game. and so, But that doesn't at all uh, you know, make you feel any better if you don't get done here what you really want to yeah. do. Coach, great to have you in the fold, man. Let's do it again tonight. All right, we will. We'll do it tonight. Hang out tonight. We'll get a much better game, I'm sure, with Santa Clara and Pep tonight. All right. Absolutely. Okay, coming up, Carl Malone and Yoli Childs, why the two are linked now. And if you missed it earlier, a bracketology bump in multiple national projections for the Cougars. All of those details on the way. It's BYU Sports Nation. Oh, at the horn. Nice. Coverage of the West Coast Conference Basketball Tournament continues today on BYU TV, starting at 3 Eastern Pacific in Santa Clara on the women's side, followed by 6-seed Pepperdine and 7-seed St. Mary's. Men's coverage again tonight as well as we continue from the Orleans. He is Jerem Jordan on a natural high after BYU Volleyball dominated Hawaii on the islands. I am Spencer Linton. The energy is good today. I'm feeling pretty good. Let's whip it. While we're feeling so good. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. ESPN's Joe Lenardi and Brian Bennett of The Athletic have BYU as a five seed in their latest bracketology. And someone else, Jerry Palm from yesterday, right? Yep. Uh, The Cougars play Monday in the semifinals against TBD opponent. 
just beat the Gales. The Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame announcing yesterday that Yoli Childs is one of five finalists. Wait, say it as Carmelo. For the 2020 Carmelo Power Forward of the Year. Is it easy or is it something else? Sometimes a horde <laughs> to be the Power Forward of the Year. <laughs> Hordies. Hordies. Mark Pope is one of Tim's. Ten semifinalists for Naismith Men's Coach of the Year. The Cougars are ranked for the first time since 2011, but he wasn't the West Coast Conference Coach of the Year. Volleyball. Number two, BYU. Yeah, dominated. Number one, Hawaii on the road, winning in three sets by a combined 23 points. (laughs) That's a blowout of the supposed best team in America. They hit 603. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez had eight aces, second most in the match in BYU history. He's done it twice this season. <laughs> this time it was against number one, Hawaii on the road. Yes. Again, like it's one thing to do it. Like, whoa, that's impressive. This was this was like 50 points for Yoli Childs at Gonzaga. At you know Gonzaga. what, you at know what Gonzaga. I mean? If they were number one. Yeah. Wow. Two play again tonight, Midnight Eastern. I know what you're doing. Heather Olmstead, uh, Sean Olmstead's sister, the head coach of the women's team at BYU, will be an assistant coach on the U.S. Women's Collegiate National Gold Team. She's going to join on the coaching staff as well. Former Cougar men's volleyball player and coach Chris McGowan. Gymnastics. 17th ranked BYU at Utah State tonight. The Aggies team on the rise. The Cougars have won six dual meets in a row. They are the top team in the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference. They're trying to get back into that top 16 area so they can be a national seed for the championships. And Utah State's men's basketball team playing down the road beat New Mexico last night. Survive. That's good for, good the, for the Cougars. Yeah, yeah. Baseball. BYU opened a three-game series at Oklahoma State with a 2-0 loss on Thursday. Austin Deming and Andrew Pintar had the only two hits, both coming in the first innings. 19 strikeouts. Oklahoma State's pitcher was really good. Game two is today at 5 Eastern. Softball. BYU loses 8-0 to 25th-ranked Fresno State yesterday in Fresno. Today, the Cougars have a doubleheader to try and bounce back against UC Davis and North Dakota State. It is now time for the BYU basketball resume update. And there hasn't been much change recently. The net rankings, BYU holding strong at number 9. Staying at 9, yep. There's not much room to move up, right? Like it's it's no, easier no. to move when you're down around no. sixty or I, I'm fifty. Ecstatic with these numbers. It's, it's not much. You beat St. Mary's and Gonzaga, then you'll pop up a couple of spots. Well, we'll see. Not there's not much wiggle room with seven losses. Ken Palm still ten. ESPN Basketball Power Index still at number fourteen. I'll take top sixteen. Sagarin sixteen. I'll take top sixteen in four. We talked about it yesterday. That means BYU could be a 4-5. That's what that means. Well, the strength of record is still 24. In the KPI, BYU is down one from 28 to 29. KPI, get out of here. Bracket matrix, 81 of 81. Brackets, average 5.3, high 3, low 7. That's so My mom has BYU as a 12. I'm like, Mom, why are they not like a 5? Think about this. Go back to the day that BYU lost at San Francisco. And it's like, ah. They're they're bubblicious. Just just win a couple of just, big games. You got to beat St. Mary's. Just, just get, get into the tournament. No, who cares if you, who cares if you're an 11 or a 12 seed? Now the high seed is a three. The low seed is a seven, and they're a lock. It just it's this amazing fun, how man. much yeah. it has changed. Take care of business here over the last six weeks down there. All right, our rootables. 
Uh, San Diego State beat Air Force 73-60. That's good. You want the Aztecs to keep winning at the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Houston lost to UConn by yeah, six. I watched some of that one. The Red Cougars drop a spot to 20 in the net, so not great. Boise State beat UNLV on their home court. I was hoping UNLV would win and climb into the top 100, but alas. But Boise State moves up three spots in the net, so it's... I don't know how much it actually hurts BYU. The big one is Utah State beating New Mexico. That's going to ensure that Utah State will be a quadrant one victory for BYU, regardless of what happens to the Aggies now. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Today, Boise State playing San Diego State. I think you... Either one. Doesn't matter. Santa Clara against Pepperdine. Pepperdine dropped two spots in it. BYU needs Pepperdine to stay a quad two in the top 135. So I, I would say BYU fans are probably rooting for Pepperdine. We're going to be involved in that game, so we're not going to tell you who to root for, per se. Oh, wait, we just did. Uh, LMU, San Francisco, either one, whatever. Wyoming, Utah State. You want Utah State to continue to win to help the resume. Okay, coming up, dope or nope? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't get to do it often, but when we do. We can do it as often as we want. We do it big. Is, uh, we also will welcome West Coast Conference Commissioner Gloria Navarez. What those three teams in the bracket mean for the overall status of the league? This is BYU Sports Nation. Money, please! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Women's Hoops begins their West Coast Conference hopeful tourney run tomorrow, 6 Eastern, against St. Mary's or Pepperdine. You can watch the game right here on BYU TV or the BYU TV app. Our live coverage from the West Coast Conference tournament continues in Las Vegas from the Orleans Arena alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We are pleased to welcome in the commissioner of the West Coast Conference to help us break down the first day or two of actual games amidst this early March madness. Gloria Navarro's Gloria, it's great to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Which part of this conference tournament setup do you enjoy the most? What's the most fun part if you can find some fun amidst all of the business? Well, it's all fun because March Madness is the best part of the season, obviously. But I think this year was really special for us because of all the changes that we've implemented this year. Right over our shoulders behind us is our brand new basketball court. It looks really nice. I like it. It's um, one, we own it. So it will only be pulled out once a year for this tournament. So that's really, really nice. And two, because we own it and we have a five-year title sponsor, we've painted the floor. So we're no longer, use, no longer using the adhesives to cover the center logo. And that was that's an issue. A, that's a big deal. This is way before your time. But yeah, there was one year where there was a sticker and people were like, oh, the sticker. So yeah, this is not a sticker. And it looks really nice. Let, let's talk about the West Coast Blue, as you guys call it. Thank it's, you. It pops. Yes. Our design agency went deep. They took the color palette of all of our schools, and this was one that was kind of right down the middle and didn't clash with everyone. So really, our, our new brand is about honoring our schools. And so every time you see it, hopefully it'll be in your colors, in your home venue, in your uniforms. But in, in our neutral tournament sites, you'll see it in our West Coast Very Blue. Cool. Can it's I like get, fresh uh, water to me. I, I get, just feel refreshed yeah. when I, like I see that. that color, right? Can I get yeah. a jacket or like a dress shirt in that color? Can you point me, can you point Point me in the right direction. Maybe with that chevron yeah, pattern let's underneath. Yeah, go. Let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah, the pattern's cool, too, because you have kind of this uh, grayish, I don't know how you'd describe it, but mm-hmm. reminds me of the Brooklyn Nets court a little bit. I've heard that. that. Yeah. 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 yeah so, uh, nice. Folks are saying that they like the contrast, but really the chevrons, the angular look of the West Coast logo, it's all about forward motion, innovation, mm-hmm. kind of grabbing that West Coast ethic and, and who we are out here. 
How many people were on the design team? Like, how many people were involved in this group that designed the court? I think it's really about who might not have been. We had representatives top to bottom. Presidents to student-athletes in our league were part of the process, all 10 schools at every level. Um, Sports Graphics was our design firm, and Legend Labs led us through the design process. So we went deep. We went mission, core values, who we are, brand positioning, and then came up with the look to capture it all. Uh, the contract was renewed with the Orleans last year through 2022. Um, things good so far with the uh, the venue for the next couple of years? Yes, we, we're very happy here in Las Vegas. The Orleans have been great partners. Um, part of that renewal was mobile ticketing. So hopefully we'll have a lot more fan ease when it comes to turning tickets, sending them to friends, that type of thing. Um, we also have opened a new VIP lounge for our guests up here in the concourse level. And um, it's just really the the look and feel of the venue now with all the new branding and signage. We've gone top to bottom and added a lot more touch. Um, so we're really excited about all those changes. It just needed the Gloria touch. I wouldn't call it you that. <laughs> I got luck. Look, look, I got it under control. It's going to be super nice. Just trust me. Are, are ticket sales up this year given um, the way that uh, the whole league has played? There've been, there's been better play. BYU's been better this year and hopes to have more fans in here. We've been sold out for the last 12 years of the all-session tickets, but what the mobile ticketing has allowed us to do is allow fans to break up those sessions, so if they're not coming to the early rounds, they can move those around. We've We've opened up a little bit more inventory in some of the men's games so that we can, you know, get more fans in the building. So we're trying to answer the call for more tickets. But, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's about the teams bringing in these fabulous competitive games. We're very fortunate to be able to market that. And some fans have wondered, oh, why isn't that a bigger venue? I feel like this is the perfect space for this league. And when it really gets, you know, packed, it's Monday and Tuesday. And I think it fits nicely. Yeah, I think every venue has to contemplate that. That atmosphere on those last three, two days, wow, the blow the roof off this place. And anyone who's throwing a party knows, you know, if the space is too big, then the yep. party suffers. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Gloria Navarra's West Coast Conference Commissioner is with us on BYU Sports Nation. You asked BYU's athletic marketing team, led by uh, a friend of ours, David Almodova, to come down and have a larger role in this tournament. When and how did that conversation and reality come into place? So we really, in addition to the look and feel, we really wanted to impact the fan experience. And, you know, I've been to a lot of basketball games. My first couple games at BYU has just knocked my socks off. The in-game production, the, the big drape that comes down from your center board, all the hoopla, like a video board, music, timing, the orchestration. And so when we started looking at companies to help us out in this venue, I thought, I wonder if BYU would come down. (laughs) And they couldn't have been more excited. The partnership has been fantastic. We hope to, you know, get more students involved from other schools. We got USF students here learning how event operations. So it's really been a wonderful synergy and really pumped up the games. I can't wait to see as they build going forward. David does a great job, and it's been fun to see David and hang out with them all week. So we're like, hey, you're with us this year. That's great. That's awesome. Yes, but for the purpose of the tournament, they are WCC. <laughs> production. Oh, he's he's got. Oh, they got I the know. logo. Mm-hmm. They got. The he's got the deal. cool jacket. Because yeah. I was like, I want one of those. <laughs> you got to work. You got yeah. to gotta actually work, bro. For oh, once, man. let's go. Um, let's talk about the the three teams that are in the tournament at the moment. Um, what are the conversations like with the committee? How often are those happening? Uh, we 
think and talk about basketball seating and placement all year long. We meet weekly in our office, commissioner to intern, and we just talk about positioning our teams, getting the message out there. And again, the work is done on the floor by the coaches and student athletes. We're just trying to be the megaphone. But having three teams, not just in, in the top half of the bracket at this point. Single digit seeds. Is amazing. And we have just really tried to churn that messaging and get the word out because, you know, we have that West Coast time zone. And so hitting that East Coast market, especially through channels like BYU TV, has been really important. Uh, how often is the committee talking with the league? Is that an every other week thing? Yeah, we have about uh, three calls, you know, kind of beginning, middle, towards the end. The committee's already, kind of, I think, on their way to selection, but we've got really good reps. They've been watching us all year. They, they understand us deeply, so we feel good about their understanding of our league. We are enjoying ourselves. A touch of Gloria. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> At the Orleans on the West Coast Conference Tournament. We appreciate you hanging out with us today. And, and by the way, we're still waiting for football to be added. San Diego, BYU, and we're just waiting we, for, you know, a couple of when, when is Gonzaga yeah. going to launch their football program? Yeah, you should get Mike Roth on here next. <laughs> <laughs> you ask him that. That's exactly what he wants to talk <laughs> not, about. Yeah, it's not that expensive. Hey, Mike, oh. talk football? No? Okay, cool. Thanks, Gloria. Thank you. Coming up, rise and shout out to the Hawaiian who beat Hawaii. And Mark Pope didn't win West Coast Conference Coach of the Year, but he could win National Coach of the Year. What's that all about? This is BYU Sports Nation. Segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Welcome back to the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, BYU Sports Nation, doing it live. Show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps if you can't watch it live. You can download the podcast as well. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. It is time to play Dope or Nope, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Jerem, I'm going to start. Dope or Nope, Mark Pope being a semifinalist for Naismith Coach of the Year Award. I will try and cope with this answer. Uh, <laughs> of course, it's dope. Yeah, uh, it's dope because it's some more, more acknowledgement that the league didn't give BYU. Obviously, it's a most improved award, and BYU is typically good, and now they're just better, right? So I, I kind of get it. I don't agree with it. But with this award, the Naismith... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Validating for Mark Pope. This is dope. Only 10 guys are named semifinalists. It'll be pushed down to four on March 18th. He's one of the top 10 coaches of the year nationally. And, and Dave Rose brought up a good point as, as he was leading when we were talking. You, you have to be nationally relevant. Your team has to be amazing for you to be on this list. It's not about a regional yeah. thing in the conference. This is a big deal. This is dope. Did you get married or did you elope? Heyo, number two. Dope or no, the Cougars get another chance tonight to take down number one Hawaii. Uh, dope, yeah. If you beat him once, why not beat him twice? And then just secure to everybody across the country that you are clearly the best team and cannot be beat. And this is a chance for BYU to equal their best start in program history, poetically on the road in a great venue against So I can't think of a better setup for BYU to try and equal that mark. Yes, for Hawaii, there's no time to mope. For BYU, they've got to jump in there and get back at it, right? If you can beat them twice, no matter how it is, even if it's in five, you've established you're the number one team. I think BYU has already, almost no matter what happens tonight. I don't think that BYU would get blown out and swept. So I think BYU is going to be number one regardless. It's whether they're the consensus number one. 
You know what else rhymes with dope or nope? What? The Grand Canyon lopes. Lope. Lope. Also a As volleyball. As in antelopes. Yes. Yeah. All right. That wraps up dope or nope and takes us to our question of the day. Anybody Which have any rope? Potential matchup nope. has nope. your attention more. St. Mary's against BYU in Monday's semifinal or a potential matchup with Gonzaga in Tuesday's championship. We want to know why. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Andrew G. Garrett answers on Twitter. St. Mary's losing to the Gales would do more damage to BYU's tournament seating than losing to Gonzaga would. Gotta beat the Gales. I don't think you gotta, but if you want to be a six or better, you need to. If See, you, I I'm, think I'm of the opinion that even if BYU loses a close game to St. Mary's, their numbers they're are probably so going to be a they're six. They're still going to be a six. Yeah. Okay, whatever then. Who cares? They're still going to be a six. <laughs> Just kidding. Today's rise and shoutouts. That goes to Will Stanley. Will Stanley is a native of Honolulu who didn't get to play against Hawaii a couple years ago uh, due to an injury. He goes back. He's singing the Hawaiian, I believe it's the state anthem, sorry if I don't know that correctly, along with it before the match. He gets the game-winning hit, uh, you know, kill at the net. He set BYU to 6.03. He's a senior. This team's undefeated. The Hawaiian goes to Hawaii and beats the Rainbow Warriors, ranked number one. The real key is that we gave Sean Olmstead the BYU Sports Nation karma while he was hiking Cocoa Head in yeah. Hawaii. Sean's an avid uh, hiker, runner. He runs 5 to 10 miles a day, dude. Overachiever. <laughs> like, He's also coaching the number one team in the country. Running? Okay, my rise and shout-out goes to ESPN and NBC for considering a blockbuster deal for sportscasters, Jerem. Al what? Michaels to ESPN joining Peyton Manning to make a potential dream team for Monday Night Football coverage. Tra- trades with broadcasters. Trades are with you, broadcasters. Are you angling for to be traded? What are you saying? Sportscasters dream big because <laughs> your agents could potentially do some work and pull off a block. What's an agent? <laughs> I don't know. I don't make enough money. I don't nor ma- will I make enough money ever to have an agent. I'm agency. <laughs> thanks to today's guest, BYU basketball head coach, formerly. Dave Rose and the Commissioner of the West Coast Conference, Gloria Navarez. Sorry to Dennis Pitt at no time, bro. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Mike Rose. See you at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, Game 1 in our Day 2 WCC Tournament coverage. Go Cougs!